stand with me with your Bibles and open to the Old Testament book of Isaiah, chapter 61. I want to share something with you from the word of the Lord. Isaiah 61. It's good to see all of you today. Good to see Brother Stacy. Amen. God bless you. Good to see you today. This was Bishop Geddes' former athletic fitness trainer. And got baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. And we thank God for him. Are you with me in Isaiah chapter 61? I want you to follow along as we read and then we'll ask the Lord's blessing upon our time for a few moments here in the name of our Lord. The first verse of Isaiah 61 reads, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Let us say amen. With our heads bowed, Lord Jesus, we endeavor, Lord, to humble ourselves before you and thank you for mercy and grace. Help us now as we go forward in the delivery of your word. This, we pray, will stir the hearts and the minds of the hearers and result in the deliverance of the believer. Let your blood prevail. Oh, thank you. Hallelujah. We put Satan and his demons under our foot. We loose Every soul in this house, in the name of Jesus, let your will be done and your blood prevail. And we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. This is our prayer in the name, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you rest your Bible down and just give God a great big hand of praise as you take your seat. Amen. For he is worthy to receive glory 
He's worthy to receive the honor and the praise. God bless you. You may be seated. We have been led today to speak from the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, verses 1 through 3. And we want us to focus our attention thematically upon these words, the blessing of being God's people, the blessing of being God's people. We want to deal exclusively with this text, Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3. For this passage from the book of Isaiah is one of the revelatory passages in Scripture. It reveals the totality of Jesus Christ's ministry. It reveals the totality of his ministry. And Isaiah, speaking prophetically, gives us an overview of three specific things in these three verses. Number one, who Jesus is. Praise the Lord. Who he is. Number two, what he came to do found here in these verses. And thirdly, why he came to do it. We find out who Jesus is. We find out what he came to do, and we find out why he came to do it. There are two clauses, two clauses, two phrases, which anchor us in what the Lord wants us to focus on for this sermon. And both of those clauses are found in the third verse. So come back with me to verse 3, because we want you to understand the message from the Lord. In the third verse, towards the end of that verse, you'll find these two clauses, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Amen. We find in these two clauses the answer to why Jesus came in ministry, why he came, why he came. He came and did everything he did for us. Let us say amen. Everything that Jesus did was done for us. Hallelujah. And this, this reality that what Jesus did was done for us, it's a drawing point for people. It'll cause people to be drawn to God. It's a hook, as it were. It's a cause for repentance and a reason for 
rejoicing. That our Lord Jesus Christ wants us to understand uh, he became everything necessary and did everything necessary so everyone that believes in him can receive abundant blessings. He, he stated in John 10 and 10, I have come that you might have life. And might have it more abundantly. Let the church say amen. At the end of verse 3, you'll note that the response to those blessings from the recipients of those blessings is to give Jesus Christ glory. That they might be called trees of righteousness, planting of the Lord. Why? That he might be glorified. Let the church say amen. And so before we go any further in explicitly exploring this text for the purpose of knowing who Jesus is and why he came, we must address the obvious conflict in the theme that we delivered unto you. Because today we are talking about the blessings of being God's people. And this theme has inherent conflict because it uses God as an adjective to people. Plainly put, there are people that belong to God. We call them God's people. And if that is true, then there are people that don't belong to God. Amen. This fact sets up the reality that there are two mystical systems that exist in reality. They are invisible systems, though they are still very real. The one system, one system is called the world. It's called the world. And the other system is called the church or the body of Christ. Two systems that exist in reality. And these two systems are led by two spiritual entities. The world is led by a fallen angel called Satan. Amen. And the church is led by our God, who is our Lord Jesus Christ. Two systems that exist in reality. I want to prove to you from the scripture that both systems are led by both entities. I'll give you a moment to find the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 2. Because we want you to see from the Bible that these two systems are led by these two forces. The first system, the world, is led by Satan. And we find this evidence in Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 2. These words are recorded. Wherein in time past, ye walked according to the course of this what? Course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The prince of the power of the air is the devil. 
Praise the Lord. Now, if you flip a couple books further in your Bible to Colossians chapter 1, verse 18, you'll see the evidence that validates that God, our Lord Jesus Christ, leads the church, which is called his body. The 18th verse of Colossians chapter 1. These words are recorded. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. In other words, that he might be all in all. Talking about Jesus Christ. Let us say amen. Now, I, I'm, I'm trying to lay this point out to you in an understandable fashion because it's significant. It's significant because it must be understood that everybody belongs to one of the two systems. According to the Bible, everyone was born into the world's system. And therefore, we were all led and ruled by Satan and infected by sin. Praise the Lord. Sin, that wicked force which separates us from a holy God. Sin is the transgression of God's law. And when an individual is living in sin, practicing sin, there is a separation between them and the holy God. Bible lets us know in the book of Hebrews that God is separate from sinners. This does not mean that the Lord will not help you if you need help. What it means is that sin is such a force that it separates everything it comes in contact with from God. Praise the Lord. This needs to be understood. If a person is in sin, they are not connected to God. This is Bible. This is Bible. Anyone that desires or decides, amen, to connect to sin has decided to be separated from God. And upon entering into the world, because sin was present when we entered into the world, this was the state we all were in. However, the scripture gives us the hope that through Jesus Christ and him alone, we can transition from the death grip of sin and the world to the glorious freedom of life in the church. You'll see this in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, where the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. The payment that we receive for living in sin is death. And we're not just talking about a physical cessation of life. We're talking more so about eternal separation from God. But the verse goes on to say that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm glad for eternal life. Praise our God. 
Therefore, given the option, we all should choose to be separate from the world and separate from sin and to be a part of the church. And we must make this clear. You don't become a part of the church by shaking somebody's hand. You don't become a part of the church, amen, by donating your services or even your money to the church. You don't become a part of the church by just showing up on a Sunday or another call service and sitting in a pew, amen. But in order to be a part of the church, in order to be a part of this system, you must be born into it. Let the church say amen. You must, amen, go through the proper channels of adoption. That's what the Bible calls it, adoption. We have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry now, Abba, Father. What Jesus did in coming, which we'll speak about in a moment, is set up a construct whereby spiritual adoption could take place. And everybody that is born outside of the system of the church could be adopted into that system and find life everlasting. Thank God for adoption. Oh, praise our God. Because if it wasn't for this, we would ever dwell in that decaying system of the world. And there would be no hope for our redemption from that, amen, horrible state. But because of what Jesus did, because of the provision that Jesus the Christ made in ministry, it allows the doors to the kingdom of God to be opened for whosoever will. Praise our God. Amen. All you have to do, amen, is come to Jesus, amen, through the channels that he has prescribed, and you will find yourself, amen, experiencing a life that is better than anything the old system, anything the world could offer. There is nothing like being in the church of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to God. There's nothing like living, amen, this life in connection with a holy God. There's nothing like being able, amen, to have a true, amen, connection, a true uh, tie, praise the Lord, to him, to where whenever you need him, hallelujah, all you have to do is call his name. Uh, and when you call his name, amen, you know not just intellectually but experientially that he's going to show up oh my god there's nothing in the world that offers a joy like this there's nothing in the world that offers such a stimulation like this there's nothing in the world that can rejoice the heart settle the mind, give peace to the soul, like relationship with God. It can't be beat. 
It can't be compared to. It cannot be measured. That's why sometimes when we think on the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for us, the involuntary response of the soul is to lift up praise and give God a great big hallelujah. And let me tell you something, amen, when this connection is established, amen, what it does, praise the Lord, is it satisfies, amen, every void in your life. Because in that old system of the world, amen, people constantly and consistently are seeking and searching for things to fill an emptiness that they can't put their finger on and cannot explain, but also cannot deny its reality. Amen. And so they use different mechanisms of the world to try to fill the emptiness. And some of these mechanisms are things like drugs and alcohol and illicit relationships and gambling and all these mechanisms in the world. Amen which promise satisfaction but actually leave you more empty than you were before you tried them. That's why the songwriter said if you tried everything and everything has failed, you need to try Jesus. You might have been in that world amen, seeking for things to satisfy the longing of your soul. But now that you've been able to come into an apostolic Pentecostal church and we want to let you know you don't have to leave here the same way you came in you don't have to leave here with that emptiness and continue to search amen for things that you believe will satisfy your inner man I'm telling you right now that if you try Jesus I ought to have a witness right there if you try Jesus he will satisfy every longing that you have and everything else will be secondary to relationship with him. Let the church say amen. And so we want to make sure that we understand, amen, it's a blessing to be in the church. Tell your neighbor that because some of y'all looking a little sleepy on me. Tell your neighbor it's a blessing to be in the church. It's a blessing, praise the Lord, as the scripture put it, to be able to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know this, the closest you're going to get to heaven down here? The closest you're going to get to heaven is being able to sit next to your brother and sister in Christ, amen, and be able to rejoice and give God the glory and give God the praise. This, this right now, um, geez, have mercy on me. When we come to church, amen, we ought to have such a euphoric experience in the presence of God that it makes us desire heaven even the more. Amen. When we get finished with a worship service, amen, it doesn't matter what the world throws at you. You ought to say, listen, if, if what's going on in that sanctuary is this good, I'm going to hold on to everything I need to hold on to, even if it seems like I'm holding on by my feet. 
fingernails. I'm going to hold on because one day I've been promised that I can make heaven my eternal home. And so even though world, the world throws different trials at me, I remember what happened in the sanctuary. I remember the feeling. I remember the anointing. I remember the fellowship. I remember the sharing. I remember the presence of the Lord. David said to see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee where? In the sanctuary. That's why you ought to come to church. Make sure you're here every time the doors open because God's got a blessing for you in the church. When you enter into these doors, the Lord is waiting for you. He's waiting to meet you. Waiting to give you everything you need. And even if he doesn't do it, I'm still coming. Why? Because he saved me. He washed me. He destroyed the sin that was separating me from him. And if all I can do is come in here and give him the glory, I'm willing to do it because he's just that good. Some folk need a reason to come to church. I don't need a reason. I don't need a reason. I've already got my reason. I'm coming to give God the glory. Praise the Lord. Whether you want to give him the glory or not, I'm coming to magnify him. Hallelujah. Because he's worthy to be praised. Let the church say amen. So you're only going to be a part of one system. And it's a blessing to be a part of the church. Here's why. Because the prophet Isaiah opens the portion of the scripture we read this morning by talking about the blessing of being a part of God's people. Praise our God. He begins in the first verse in chapter 61 by letting us know that Jesus is the anointed one of God. Look at that first verse again. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Hallelujah. Because the Lord hath anointed me. Now, we say well, this is talking about Jesus. And you might say, well, how do you know that, preacher? I don't see the name Jesus in verse 1. Well, let me prove that to you. Turn with me to Luke, the gospel according to Luke, the fourth chapter. I want to read this into your hearing before we get too far here. I'll be done as soon as I'm finished. The 16th verse of the gospel according to Luke, chapter 4. This is talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. It's his hometown. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And somebody gave him, delivered him, the book of the prophet Isaiah. That's the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Doesn't that look familiar? Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set up liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. 
The 20th verse says this. He closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say to them, this is what Jesus said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And so, amen, as we reference, amen, Isaiah talking about Jesus, it's because of the scripture that Jesus used to talk about himself in Isaiah 61. And so what we are first introduced again to is who Jesus is. He is the anointed one of God. The man Jesus of Nazareth, let everybody know that indeed he is the Messiah. And this is significant because of the power that the Messiah would come with. Praise our God. Amen. We must understand that Jesus is omnipotent. Amen. Which means he has all power. Aren't you glad about that today? Amen. I heard a Bible let us know in Matthew 28 and 18. Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now this means that Jesus must be God because he has all power. Come on and say amen. Amen. This rules out a doctrine of a trinity. Amen. Because uh, we're not talking here about a son walking around or sitting on the right hand of a separate person called the father because there cannot be two people that have all power. That's impossible. Amen. Only one person can have all the power. You can't share all power. If one person that has all power wants to share some, that's possible. But two people cannot have all power. Let the church say amen. So what that means is that if Jesus has all power, he must be the true and living God. Let the church say amen. And this is who Isaiah was talking about in the beginning of this verse which brings a great consolation amen to all that believe because God has come down to man and will now in a very tangible way get involved in the affairs of mankind I don't serve a God that is distant from me I serve a God that is very close the Bible says he, he's like a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Let the church say amen. He's involved in our lives. Are y'all glad about that today? Amen. That when you call the name of Jesus, you know, amen, that he's going to come to your rescue. I'm glad, amen, that all I have to do is mention his name and here comes his power. Praise our God. Amen. His power and his authority will come to me. Let the church say amen. And so we learn that Jesus is involved as we go through the rest of verses 1 and 2. Amen. For the Bible says that first Jesus came to deal with the problem of sin. Amen. The Bible said that the Lord has anointed me. Amen. To preach good tidings unto the meek. Let the church say amen. 
These good tidings of what we would call the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And why is this a good tiding? Why is this a good saying? Because it lets us know that Jesus came to deliver us from our sin. Remember, amen, that force that keeps us separated from him. Only Jesus is able to deliver you from that sin. Amen. The Bible says in Matthew Matthew 1 and 21 and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sin. Let the church say amen. Hallelujah. This is why if you are in sin today, amen, you ought to cast it off and say listen, the life of sin isn't doing anything good for me. I might as well come to the Lord Jesus Christ and receive deliverance from sin. Amen. This is exactly what Jesus came to do. The Bible says he came to bind up the broken hearted. Come on now. Amen. Because what sin will do amen is put you in a predicament. Amen. Where every time you look for satisfaction again you can't find and you're continually disappointed and disappointment can lead to despair that's why so many folk out here are walking around talking about depression amen because they're disappointed time after time in their heart amen is breaking under the weight of dissatisfaction oh thank you Jesus Christ but Jesus came amen man to bind up the brokenhearted. And for anybody with a broken heart, all you have to do is say, Lord, touch me, touch me and heal my broken heart. Come on and say amen. The Bible says he came to proclaim liberty to the captives. Why is that significant? Because sin is bondage. Do you know what I'm talking about here? Sin is spiritual bondage. When you want to do what you know you should do, seems like sin comes to try to bring you into a state where you can't do what you know you should do. Paul put it this way, I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will, to will, the desire is there to do good, but how to perform that which is good I can't find it I I got the desire but I don't have the power and that's why amen coming into connection with Jesus Christ is so critical because one thing Jesus will give you is power I heard the Bible tell me but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you you need the Holy Ghost touch that neighbor touch him right now say neighbor you need the Holy Ghost 
Oh, yes, you do. Touch somebody else. Amen, because I'm starting to get warm now. Say, neighbor, you need the Holy Ghost. Come on and give God a great big praise right there. Hallelujah. And y'all, y'all that got the Holy Ghost, y'all better give him a bigger praise if you really got it on the inside. Hallelujah. This is something you need. You can't die without it. You need the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost gives you power to break the chains of bondage. Ah, I wish I had a witness now. Break the chains of pornography. That's what the Holy Ghost will help you to do. Break the chain of nicotine and addictions. Any addiction you got, the Holy Ghost will break the... the God said, I came to proclaim liberty to the captives. Everybody was born in sin, being led around like a slave, double chain. But when Jesus showed up from heaven, he said, I'm going to free everybody that will believe on me. That's why the Bible says if you believe on Jesus as the scripture has said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Some of y'all sitting there bound right now when Jesus came to liberate you. Ah, thank you, Holy Ghost. And he gave us the authority. Whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I got anybody in here with apostolic authority? How many apostolic folk I have in his church now? Raise your hand if you got the Holy Ghost. You got apostolic authority? Then grab somebody right now. Grab them, grab them. Get them by the hand right now. Because we finna turn this place out. Grab them by the hand and say, neighbor, I loose you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, God, help me to feel it now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on. Somebody needs some more of that. Somebody needs some more of that. Grab your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, I loose you. Come on now. Now I want you to put it on him. Grab him one more time, one more time. Say, neighbor, I loose you. In the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus I lose you Come on, come on, somebody stretch your arms out a little bit. See if you can feel it. Can you feel it? Ah, yeah. Lucia. Lucia. In the name of Jesus. Let the church shout yes. Sometimes you feel like you're in prison, but Jesus said, I came to open a prison to them that are bound. Come on and shout, yeah. I'm going to open up every prison to them that are bound and proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In other words, Jesus said, just like in the Old Testament, where they have the year of Jubilee, 
Galilee. Jesus said, I'm going to come and proclaim a year of freedom. And that's the time we're in right now in the church. That's why you ought to be grateful that you can have the blessings of God's people. Because what Jesus has done I wish I could preach here like I feel it sometime. Y'all bear with me. What Jesus has done has set up in the dispensation of grace a year of freedom. That's what the church age is. When we were under the law, you had to go through every ordinance. But now by the coming of grace through faith and Jesus death on the cross he set up a year of freedom I ain't talking about 365 days I'm talking about Pentecost until rapture that's freedom for this whole time Jesus that's why I don't buy anybody being bound in the church because where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty tell your neighbor that grab him here and say where the spirit of the Lord is there's liberty come on and shout freedom how many of y'all free folk out there? Do I got any free folk in here? Not bound to sin anymore. But I'm free. Yes, I am. If I want to praise him, oh, God, help me here. I'm a praise him because I'm free. Let the church say amen. Mm, Jesus alright I'm almost done now and because I'm in the church now what the Lord has given me in the church if you're not in the church come on here Jesus said repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the removal of your sin that's what you did brother Stacy when you were baptized your sin was removed how many of y'all been baptized in the name of Jesus for the removal of sin aren't you glad about it aren't you glad uh, somebody said Satan had me bound but Jesus lifted me I'm so glad Jesus come on Holy Ghost lifted me glory somebody shouted out glory hallelujah Jesus lifted me now that I'm in the church the Lord promised me I'm gonna just go ahead and preach it here he promised me because I'm one of God's people I got promises now yes I do the world promised me happiness and gave me sorrow the world promised me contentment and gave me misery but when I came into the church I found that every 
every promise in Jesus is yes and amen. Shout yeah. Shout amen. Shout yes. Shout amen. Yeah. I got promises now. Jesus told me when you come into the church it's not always going to be rosy but I want you to understand that there is a blessing in being one of my people hallelujah and God told me through the scripture that one of the blessings that I receive is beauty for ashes come on and say amen I'm preaching to the church now come on you church folk God came to give you beauty for ashes because the Bible said he will beautify the meek with salvation if you're feeling a little dry in your mourning in your crying you're down in ashes Jesus told me to tell you here it's time for you to dry your eyes time oh lord time for you to stop crying today I need y'all to speak this here grab that neighbor again and say today is a day of rejoicing tell that neighbor again say today is a day of rejoicing this is the day that the Lord has made we will oh God we will rejoice tell your neighbor I will rejoice tell the devil I will rejoice tell your enemy I will rejoice tell your sickness I will rejoice tell your problem I will rejoice yeah yeah yeah! Ah! Woo! 